This is Movie and a Beer, a podcast based in Portland, Oregon, where you can share in our discussion about movies and what beers go best with them. From classic cinema to the latest blockbuster, we all can use a little help figuring out what beers to enjoy in the theater or at home. So listen in and explore with us the vast world of ales and lagers to pair up with your movie experience. Hello and welcome to Movie and a Beer. My name is Dan Kapersky. And today we have with us Blake Hunt, Old West expert. Ooh, Old West. And we have Randall Garcia, just a guy who enjoys a good Western. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So the movie that we watched recently, 310 to Yuma, a very interesting Western film, remake of a film that was originally done in 1957. Uh, we had a couple of beers tried to find some old pre-prohibition era style beers successful with one ended up getting a, a brown a british style brown yeah. which is actually an old old style of beer that no one makes anymore except a few places yeah. so I, I we'll talk about those after a little bit after we have our short discussion about the film so down in the man cave we're chilling watching this western one of us has seen it before. Blake. Blake, Blake seen had seen it before. before. I had not seen it. I, I had a bunch. I had not seen it either. I had not seen the... I'd seen parts of the original off of like Turner Classic Movies or something, but I had not seen the remake. And I believe, Blake, you said that they did like a... Tried to do a shot-for-shot remake of it. One of us said that. I, what I do know is that I mean, a buddy used to host uh, Western Wednesdays, because that's when we were both off of work at the time. So we were like, hang out, get a pizza drink some beers in the middle afternoon and watch westerns and we watched the original and then the reboot of this and the original is a lot more psychological sort of thriller because less effects they had to like rely on the actors and the actors are very much like uh, like getting into each other's heads and there's still like you know gunfights and all that but a lot of the scenes they from uh, I've read somewhere they shot like exact same uh, angles and everything but now with Christian Bale and Russell Crowe yes yes and it also does have Peter Fonda in it who was in the original yes props to him for coming back and making a film he did pass away a year yeah. or two ago which is kind of sad because he's been around a long time mm-hmm. phenomenal actor I think all of the major actors uh, characters that are in the film did a phenomenal it was just a really good well acted rounded film that kept you completely engaged because there are some little side stories and things that would happen Mm -hmm. with the side characters to kind of balance out the seriousness of the situation but basically it's it the film get was shot uh well directed by james mangold and then uh completely shot in new mexico uh beautiful scenery i would i just kept commenting on that during the Mm -hmm. film that how like on-site location this there's no green screen here people it's beautiful amazing that's the thing with westerns uh so damn pretty (laughs) yeah i felt like it moved pretty fast you know i think it was a really Mm -hmm. nice contrast between just beautiful majestic shots of new mexico and the pacing of the film i think it moved you right along you know you really had a sense that they were trying to catch a train yeah and uh so i was i was engaged i I liked it yeah It it was a great film there were a few time jumps that happened, even though they did the so the the gist of it for plot spoil purposes. Ben Wade, played by Russell Crowe, was the bad guy. He in the eighteen hundreds, uh, in the Arizona countryside, held up what at the time was called the Southern Railroad, which was actually a stagecoach 
that was based out of Chicago right. oh, yeah. that did basically money runs. Mm-hmm. They, they would bring payroll in for the big companies, and Ben Wade and his gang would hold them up. Make them so late for their appointments. Make them very late for their appointments, which is something that was actually mentioned a few times. They're, they're just late for their appointment. They're just late. No, mm-hmm. they're, they're never late. But uh, Dan Evans, who's a rancher and dealing with a drought and trying to gather his cattle up, went out looking for his cattle, and Dan Wade and his gang had rustled the cattle and was going to use them as a block for the uh, stagecoach to prevent yeah. it from going any further, which worked. Pretty clever. And uh, that's how the Dan Evans character and the Ben Wade character met. They, he's like, give us your horses. We'll give them back to you down the road. We don't need your horses. We don't want to shoot you. We're just here for the money. Yeah. So, I mean, there, I guess there's honor among thieves. From that standpoint, he did keep his word. And subsequently, from there on, he never actually lied to Christian Bale's character. Ben Wade never lied to you know, anybody. He always told the truth, even if it was the truth you didn't want to hear. He was a great bad guy. Oh, oh yeah. Russell Crowe. Lovable. Just wanna, yeah. I, I'd be his best friend, even though he'd probably stab me in the back for anything. He stabbed somebody in the film? Yeah. Boy. Oh, dude, yeah, he... Uh, With a fork. I guess, yeah, I guess more plot spoilers. <laughs> One of the, uh, like, bank money guys who were, like... One of the hired mercenaries yeah, to take yeah. him to the train. He was being just a... Being a, a loud big, mouth. Being a loud mouth at him. And the... <laughs> The scene gets quiet. And you open up on everyone sleeping, and then hearing squishy noises. Like, uh, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, I know that sound. Uh, I don't want to so, see it." But yeah, it's but even that. Even that stuff they did treated pretty well. They didn't. It wasn't graphic in any way. It was mm-hmm. James Mangold's pretty good about like showing heavy stuff without grossing you out. Sometimes you just need a good sound effect. Yeah, and a good implied shot of somebody getting mm-hmm. stabbed in the chest with a fork, over and over and <laughs> yeah. over. Because it went on for a good 30 seconds before anybody realized and jumped yeah. up to stop him. I mean, it's one thing you have a dangerous man to put him in handcuffs. It's another just to just set him on the ground and not tie him up. It's yeah. like there's some obvious kind of, what were they thinking? They just weren't that smart back then before the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't have any of the cultural conditioning of Western films to, to watch, yeah. you know? Like, what were they reading before? Back then, what were well the, the, the Bible? The Sun, we, we the sun had the westerns. Bible. The Sun had some Pulp Fiction books of of gangs oh, and robbers. Yeah. He looked at those, right, and right. he he thought, "Hey, I could do that. I'm smarter than them." He actually, as part of his character, was told to stay and watch the wife and his brother, mm. and decided to follow them when they left their farm and traveled off to Yuma, or not Yuma, to. Uh, where were they traveling to? What was the name of the town? Contention? Yes. Contention is where they were catching the train. Yeah, yeah. the sun was a badass. It was cool. Really was, good yeah. shot. Strong yeah. personality stood up to most everybody. Yeah. And it and, and I think that the plot driving, I guess you would say, mechanism of having this desire to impress your child. You have Dan Evans trying to impress on his child this young teenager that you don't you I've never been a hero but you can be a hero you know mm-hmm. you just have to do the right thing at the right time and and he was trying to show him how to do the right thing I have no nothing to gain by taking this criminal to the train other than making money to save the family so he was trying to be the hero from that standpoint then at a certain point they give him the chance to just have the money he's like I yeah had a sort of weirdly touching scene with Ben Wade <laughs> yeah 
He tells he tells him this this dark truth, and Ben's like, "All right, let's do this." <laughs> so Contention City and Bisbee, and Yuma, are in Arizona. Yes. Nice. And yet they filmed it in New Mexico. I think the scenery was probably better in New Mexico, or it was mm. cheaper. Probably, probably, probably cheaper. <laughs> they probably had some film tax credits or something. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we. That's a good movie. I, I think we all three really, really liked it. Uh, you know, out of the blue, decided. Well, actually, it was uh, someone said, "Hey, let's watch a western." We haven't I, done I that genre. Hank, I had a hankering for a western. Hankering for a western. Yeah, and we just watched the other Christian Bale movie. Yeah, Ford, Ford v Ferrari. V Ferrari which where was... he races a uh, a Ford breed horse with mm. an Italian horse. <laughs> Six degrees of separation. Boom. Ooh, there we are. <laughs> I like that. His horse races a steam engine. <laughs> I'd watch that. So I think we're uh, all in agreement. Big three thumbs up. Oh, uh, yeah. If you can catch it on Netflix or watch it in some capacity or get a DVD off of Redbox, whatever, highly recommend. This is a really good film. It had good ratings, surprisingly, like up in the 80s for yeah. uh, Rotten Tomatoes and a fan critic. Yeah, it did really well. It's... It's an easy film to watch. Easy film to watch. Not, it was one yeah. of those like mid two thousand movies where they were like, "Oh, we've been making kind of nothing good for a while. Let's all try to make some good stuff." Yeah. It's like early two thousands were a little wonky. But anyway, if we had a commercial break, this is where it would go. New from Blake Co. Ropes will keep a outlaw actually tied up and not stabbing your people. That's that's all. <laughs> good lord. That would be a good product to have. I'm going to release a YouTube video series on how to tie up your bad guy. There we go. I think people should watch it. Are you going to do it near train tracks? Oh, what? <laughs> You're going to do old western yeah. stuff. Why, why am I just twirling my mustache while trying to? Oh, no. Oh, man. I wish I had a handlebar mustache. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Let's talk about amazing. beer. So, welcome back to Movie and a Beer. Uh, this is Dan Kapersky with uh, Blake and Randall, and we were watching earlier this week a wonderful film called 310 to Yuma. Uh, while we had chosen the movie, we st- I stopped by a local grocery store and picked up a couple of beers. Um, one of them was pretty good, and the other was not so good. Yeah, I was pretty bummed that the one that wasn't that great wasn't that great, because the name is amazing. Yeah, so uh, Matchless Brewing, which is... Um, local here to the Portland metro area uh, has a pre-prohibition uh, what, what they call original or old American style pilsner uh, and it does talk about like they use a lot of green a lot of mash uh, like used do they mash, use old any, mash do they use any monster mash they, I don't know but they use a lot of corn okay. and <laughs> that's what the beer tastes like oh god it really did taste like corn it was I mean I've had better Mexican cervezas that are made with corn that didn't taste that corny. Yeah, I probably would have liked this if it was like a barbecue on a really gross hot day. Yeah, we didn't really have any food to eat with it. We did, you know, we all started with some water and then tried this beer and it wasn't terribly expensive. It was like, I don't know, $8 for a four pack of Tall Boys. Yeah. Which is kind of average for most, um, what you would call... Like microbrew? It's microbrew. Okay. Local microbrew. And a lot of the main grocery store chains are carrying those cans now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 8 to 12 bucks for four pack is not unheard of no. for a, a nice beer. But this was not so nice of a beer. Are there yeah. any beers that taste like popcorn? Buttered popcorn? Hmm. There is an off flavoring that makes a beer taste like buttered popcorn, hmm. which you do not want in beer. It's oh, acceptable really? in very small quantities in certain styles, but. Hmm. Uh, diacetyl you don't want in your hmm. beer because popcorn in beer flavor means it's gone bad it's gone bad okay well 
I just, for some reason, that just sounds really good. A popcorn flavored beer. You know, if like it was a nutty, sweet, if it was, it was sweet, nutty, nutty yeah, yeah, maybe. And nutty, maybe, buttery, yeah. The buttery part is what people mm. will think is bad because that's not a, an appropriate flavor profile for I'll just beer. keep it on the popcorn then. Yeah. But yeah, it was a corny yeah. beer. It was, it was, I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah. But the second beer. The Ooh. second beer, which was a really, really cool beer by Ale Smith Brewing uh, called Nut Brown. The Nut Brown is a British style, old school. Uh, there's an American brown, but tends not to be as nutty as the malt mm-hmm. bill is on the British style. Did you get it because Christian Bale is British? Is Welsh? he British? He's Welsh? British or Welsh? I, I, I picked out the beer because it's an older style beer that not mm. many people are making, and I wanted to just try it because yeah. I haven't had it before. It was great. And I figured... It, well, it worked with the movie, man. It's, so, so this beer, it's a kind of a slightly translucent brown, darker brown, mm-hmm. mid-brown color. Uh, nice foamy tan head if you did pour it into a glass. I think most of us drink it straight out of the can. It was about $8 for a six-pack, which I thought was kind of a good deal. That's a really good deal. And a standard yeah, yeah. standard size can, six-pack. It wasn't on sale. That was normal price. It had a kind of an earthy, toasty, minerally note on the nose, which then was reflected in like really malt forward, but not super forward, kind of thin, okay. thin-bodied. It did dry out. It had some ready, toasty cocoa. Um, the hops were more herbal than anything. They, they were kind of like hop resin to herbal. A um, little dry. It was good carbonation, clean finish. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a very drinkable beer. I actually think I had two of them. Yeah, it was delicious. Over the course of the movie. I think I did two. I, I know I really liked it. Like I was drinking the first one going, this doesn't, this doesn't go with the movie that great. The second one, as soon as I sipped it, the scene just like, it just felt better to be watching the scene we were watching. It was like, oh, oh, okay, this is what we need. It went really well with the jalapenos, pineapple, pepperoni, and right. mushroom pizza we had. That was delicious. That pizza was amazing. And it went really good with the beer. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. So, how so well it's it was. Yeah. You know, I think, is that, was it nutty? It was a little nutty, right? Yeah, yeah it was mm-hmm. nutty. So I think maybe like the dough or the sourdough. I could I see think that. I could, the combination just felt really, really mm-hmm. pleasant with that pizza. Yeah. Recommendation would be find a medium dark beer or something that has a nice nutty malt profile. Preferably something not super heavy because you don't want to be distracted from the movie. Even though the movie is really simple and easy to watch, I think finding something that just is an easy drinker, mm-hmm. not offensive, just you know mild hopness is good, uh, good quality malt body, you know roasty nutty, totally good. Agreed. I'll have to buy that one again and try it again with some other movies and yeah. see how it turns out. Let's watch another Christian Bale movie. I really want to watch Empire of the Sun again. I haven't seen that in forever. Have you guys seen that? I have not seen Empire that. Empire of the Sun? I saw it a long time ago. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's I'm, I'm down for anything Christian Bale does. Yeah, he was 13 in that film, and who else what? is in it? Malkovich? John Malkovich is in this movie, too. And he's married to this lady, not uh, Christian Bale. Do you guys know her? I don't. I, she looks vaguely familiar, but she, I might be thinking Her name is Sibby Blazik. Bless you. <laughs> oh, she's older than him. Christian Bale was born in 74, and she was born in 70. Holy crap, he's two years old, younger than I am. Yeah. Damn. And, uh... Makes me feel old. <laughs> oh. You look uh, great, bro. Do you guys have a favorite Christian Bale movie? You know what I'm going to say to that. Batman Begins. Batman. And Dark Knight, and Dark, Dark Knight. Dark Knight, oh, Dark Knight is so good. He beats up a clown in that one. I don't know, though. I'll tell you what. 
Uh, Although American Psycho, American Psycho is really good. Jeez, that's a that's a hard one. Him to just be. going on a big rant about uh, Huey Lewis on the news while suiting up. <laughs> you know, I really thought he came to his own. No, no, it was Phil Collins. Was it Phil Collins? I thought yeah, it was Huey Lewis I, on the news. Yeah, I think I thought it was Phil Collins. Well, well, whoever he's talking we'll about, we'll saying. I think he really came to his own later on. Hey, Paul! Ah, he starts acting, God, what a wild scene. He's wacky. I he couldn't read that book. I could watch that movie. You seen Vice? No. No, I, I need Dick to. Cheney. I need. I need to watch that. All right, so we all are in agreement. Find yeah. yourself a nice, uh, darker, medium-bodied mm-hmm. brown or porter or stout. That's a little bit lighter. That's not going to be super heavy, but you know, can hold your attention a little bit, but not distract you from the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, big three thumbs up on this three ten to Yuma. Great mm-hmm. film. Shout out to Atlas Pizza for yeah. the amazing pizza. They're my new favorite place. I think. They're yeah. really good. A little, little pricey, but pretty good. They're, it was pri- <laughs> a little pricey. <laughs> but you know what? Totally worth it. Yeah. Shout out to Augur Buzzards. They're native to Africa. It's the bird that uh, Russell Crowe sketched at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He actually, he's a very talented artiste. At least the character is portrayed mm-hmm. as an artist. So, psycho and chaotic, but all good when you're an artist. Yeah. It just comes with the territory, I guess. Jeez. Oh, Perfect episode. Say goodbye, everybody. All right. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Bye, everybody. All right. Uh, And as always, the opinions expressed during the taping of this episode are those of the hosts. Thank you all for listening. Please remember to imbibe. And if you do imbibe, drink lots of water and be responsible about your habits. Yes, please. So And your movie choices. And your movie choices. Sometimes you just don't pick a good movie. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. That's why you listen to this show. Yep. So we can suffer through the banana splits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. This has been Movie and a Beer. Stay tuned for future episodes and features to be added to our website and podcast. And please remember to drink responsibly and hydrate, hydrate, hydrate.